see some movement at the takeoff zone. It's Kelly Slater grabbing rail. A clean entry. This thing holding open. It spits. When it spit me, I thought it was going to spit me off my board. Comes out with the spit. Spits him out. Comes out after the spit. Gets spat out of another good-looking wave here. Spit, spit, spit. We're just spitballing, right? Yeah, I got yeah, guy, yeah, guy. Welcome, everybody. I've just swallowed some lime LaCroix, so I apologize if I'm burping into the microphone. It, it is Thursday. This is a big day in, in surf the, history. In the world. In the world, It's right? impeachment day. It's, did you know that? Is today the impeachment day? I thought it was yesterday. Yesterday was the official vote. Okay, they they have voted to impeach. Donald um, J. Trump is officially impeached. He's officially impeached. not removed from office, right. but he's officially impeached. So right. it's a historic twenty four hours. I've done that. I don't know three times, something like that. It's the third. It's the first in a um, first um, four years of the presidency. I think the other two were in the second term of right. the presidency. Right. Well, it's the first time ever in the first term. Huh? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I was funny. It's funny. I was driving the other day, Tuesday, I think it was, and on the freeway overpasses in Encinitas and in Carlsbad, every, like the first four freeway overpasses had these unfurling of banners and these people protesting as you drove underneath these overpasses and honking and thumbs up or whatever, you know, but it was, um, it was a pretty big protest relative to... You know, sleepy, upscale, north coastal San Diego County. Were they uh, for impeachment? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it was all about impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I don't know if they were defending or against. No. But, um, yeah, I was up in L.A. in Ventura yesterday, and I saw a number of the same things. Oh, really? It depends on what community you're in. I guess all of California probably is for pretty impeachment. Much. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's uh heightened emotional time, dude. I mean, just listening to some of it, people are freaking... Very, very, in, yeah, impassioned about it. I've actually had to step back from it a little bit. It's, yeah, I agree because it's just getting over the top. Like, I'm just like, let the process play out. Let the process play out. You well, know? instead of trying to convince me, be convinced by somebody, or me trying to convince somebody else, it's just ne- which you will never do. No, there's no chance that you'll convince anybody. No. Um, so what was interesting though was listening to congress weigh in you know they give 30 seconds here's my opinion i either am for the impeachment or against and it was pretty divided along party lines but what was interesting is how differently people read the facts exactly and it was a good reminder of the squabbles that either you and i get into or we get into with our romantic partners or our family even now that it's the holidays it's that as many people are isn't are in the room, that's how many different opinions there are going to be. And with this particular, with the impeachment, I mean, it is the most concentrated version of that because there's that much on the line, because there's that much implication for millions and millions and millions of people, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's really kind of condensed, concentrated version of, I'm going to feel super passionate about this given thing. I'm going to argue my point harder than I would if it was just about something benign or frivolous. Um, but it, again, compelling. It actually made me. It made me think about surfing and stuff. In that, like, wow, I love the drama. Like, I love that this guy is raging about these facts that he read, and this other person is raging the opposite about their facts. And I can see where they're coming from, and I can also see where they're coming from. And I have my opinion on who I agree with. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like, I can kind of get it. But 
I almost now don't care who went. I'm just thrilled that they're fighting. <laughs> like there's an element of that that's exhilarating. Yeah. So it engaged conflict, me en- engaged me in politics in a way that I wasn't previously, you know? Well, I'll tell you what. Let let me ask you three simple questions. Are you do you believe in and are you a fan of and would you swear an oath to the United States Constitution? Yeah. Okay. Um You're just going to make up the three questions as we go? <laughs> Did you have three no, that... <laughs> I got one. I got another one. <laughs> I mean, do that's you, not do you, divisive. Do you, do you feel that if a politician asks a foreign government to interfere in our political process, that it's wrong? Yes, of and, course. Yeah, and that, in fact, that's the... Nobody would disagree with that. Okay. Yeah. And did you know that Donald Trump stood on the White House lawn and screamed at reporters to have China look into one of his political rivals. I didn't see that, no. Yeah, it's everywhere. It, it's Just yesterday? No, just... it was like a week, two months ago, or a oh, month okay. ago or something. Oh, okay. Sc- stood on the lawn screaming at reporters to look into... Yeah. No, I didn't catch that one. Yeah. I don't follow it that closely, well, I guess. Those are all three undeniable facts. Yeah. They're yeah, just yeah, yeah, undeniable. Yeah. Well, again, it's interesting how different people read the facts. The facts, there's a lot of facts, right? Yeah, yeah. But everybody is interpreting them differently. And some with a very political agenda, of course. Some just with a personal bias based on their history. It's just really fascinating how many different ways you can read the facts. Did you vote for Hillary Clinton? See, now this becomes divisive. I'm, I'm, you don't need to answer the question. Yeah, no, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no. No. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. We better not go down this rabbit hole. I mean, we danced it perfectly, I think, without offending anybody. Um, Is that why you were saying today was such an important day? Is that why we started this kind of conversation six minutes ago? <laughs> Donald J. Trump. I mean, how can you not and discuss his it? his ties and his university <laughs> and his stakes. Vodka. <laughs> he sells vodka, too? Well, he tried, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It was Russian vodka. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> Oh, the horror. If if <laughs> if Trump's, um, let's say, which one of those companies is still in business? None of them? None. Oh, the clothing one, maybe? If their clothing company wanted to sponsor this podcast, would you accept or deny? Depends on how much money. Oh, is that what it comes down to? Everybody has a price. No, I don't know. Meant- That's a great question. I personally would say no. What if it meant that you had to wear the tie? I actually have a Trump tie. No way. I swear to God. Do you really? I just was like randomly. It's a big reveal, dude. No, no. I mean, it was just random. Like, you know, it came to me through, I, you know, I don't even know. I might have taken it from my dad's. I don't even know how I got it. Like, I didn't buy it. Maybe it was given to me or something. I don't know. But I just looked. The other, like, this was probably a year ago. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, I need a tie. You know, here's a blue one. Here's a red one. Here's a green one. Blah, blah, blah. And I looked at the red one. I turned it over and it's Trump. And guess what it says? What? Made in China. Of course. <laughs> and by the way, it's red. It is red. It's got little, red. It's got like little gold daggers on it. Amazing, yeah. dude. Amazing. Um, this but I don't think I would be okay with a Trump sponsor. Yeah. Or advertiser. Mm. As an advertiser. See how I turned that around? You asked for my opinion. I dodged it. And then I got you to reveal yours. Oh, I have no, Zing. I have no problem revealing my opinion about it. I, I think that I wouldn't. I think he's an idiot. Yeah. There you go. I think it's pretty clear. There you go. I mean, he fucked porn stars while he was married. Mm. That makes him an idiot? For getting caught. 
<laughs> wow, now you're really divisive. Were they porn stars? Yeah. Who's the porn star? Stormy Daniels. Oh, that's right. That's and right, then he paid right. her off with campaign money. I was thinking the prostitute thing. There's like 15 people surrounding him that are in jail right now. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody know, but I, him is in jail. I know. It's amazing. Don't get me we live started. in an amazing time, Don't get Scott. me started. I don't know. I'm ignorant, and I profess not to know. Nope, you don't, actually. All right. <laughs> um, the Jaws live well, broadcast. By the way, what? where are we sitting? What do you mean? Surfing Heritage and Culture Center, baby. Oh, yes. We are at the Surfing Heritage and Culture Center. This is Steeped our, in culture. Our fabulous studio slash library. Who'd you see in the parking lot? Dick Metz. The most interesting man in surfing. He's a very interesting the fabulous man. Fabulous, <laughs> 90-year-old, virile, <laughs> energetic. He's great. How, uh, how, is your, how are your discussions going with him? Ridiculous, dude. Are you I'm, still doing more of them? Well, we the plan was three, and three. Yeah. I published number three yesterday, Yeah, but we're going to do a fourth tomorrow. I saw a we're lot of... on a fourth. Cool. And I yeah. saw a lot of positive feedback on Instagram about it. Dude, People are stoked. You would not believe through email and DMs, like yeah. private messages. I've gotten it, more outpouring of fandom than I've ever gotten for anything I've ever yeah. done. People are tripping. That's true. You know what's cool about that is that Dick is relatively an unknown person in the surf world. I yeah, had the same right? experience with Michael Benedict. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This is a guy that's just just some guy. But it, so my point is, it proves that people that are engaging and interesting and come through the microphone like authentic and all of that are just really good pod guests yeah. you know totally it's funny i was at a thing for a company called me and I go hey we want you to do some podcasts with us blah 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 and i'm like okay yeah and they had this list of team writers and they're like here's who, here's the list who do you think would be good and i'm like and there were some obvious ones where i'm like no i don't and it's not because they might not it's just because they don't have the energy they're not going right. to bring the energy they're going to you know, like there's just people that are really fun to talk to and you know it based on what we've seen in the public sphere already. And there's a lot of people on there that were very famous surfers that I'm just like, I'm, I don't think they're going to be good pod. Exactly. You know? And it doesn't even have to do with intelligence. It's just no. like certain things. There's a certain alchemy or magic that is good for pod. Mason Ho, you know, would probably be insane pod, like totally. good pod, you totally. know. And there's some where you're like, and I'll just. I don't, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but there's just some that are just, you're just like, you know what? That guy's just not going to bring the energy. I don't. So, you know, what's interesting about Mason specifically is I've spent a little bit of time with Mason over the year, over the last, let's say 10 years. And he can go deep. Like he's actually got layers beneath the yeah, things that we persona, just see. Yeah, but you want to get But nobody that. wants to go to the, nobody wants to go beyond the persona. Oh, anytime. I, do. I know. You do. Of I course. You do. But anytime that he's interviewed for anything, they're happy just letting him retell a story about being barreled. And because he's so good at that. He's yeah. good at telling it and doing it. But, I mean, I've spent time with him. <laughs> I've spent time with him. And it's like, he's willing to go beyond that. And he has a plenty to say. And he's, yeah, he's in smart. intellect, you yeah. know. So How cool is the stab thing where he's like, got the t- he's got the board. Have you seen the yeah. thing? That is so funny. Just the part where he's just literally like, it's like this table. And he brings up something really great. Like he basically says, for the first 10 years, I would just flip a board over, put my hand on the bottom and rub the bottom and go, oh. And I didn't really know why I was doing that. I just did it. He's like, if there was any older people, I would just look at it from an angle to make it look like I knew what I was looking for. (laughs) But nobody, I didn't have any clue at all what a concave was. I still do that to this day. (laughs) 
That's so funny. Dude. Oh, that's so great. Well, anyways, he's Dick, great. So Dick Metz, right? Yeah. Um, the dude's ninety. Yeah, but he's he's got good. the energy of it's a crazy sixty-five-year-old. Six twenty-five. I mean, aside, he's not running marathons or anything. But he rides motorcycles still. I think. Ask him. I'm going like, to put that in my notes. You for... Have you even done any motorcycle talk with him? No. Oh, dude. He does these insane motorcycle rides out in Idaho with him and Grubby Clark and all these guys. They just get on their motorcycles and it's, he'll, he'll tell you, it's like the North Shore of, of motorcycles. Idaho's the North Shore of who, motorcycles. Who else? Grubby who? Because I know Nat Young's there too. But does Nat live out there now? He spends half, yeah, half the year. Yeah. There. I don't know if Nat Young in rides. In the same neighborhood. Ask Dick, but he's got a crew of guys that are like, you know, old school Dana so, Point guys and Grubby Clark. Matt's a couple other guys I think John Freeze some other guys so that's what tomorrow's conversation is going to be about is um, we covered like the three year trip around the world you know stuff that was 60 years ago basically but the stuff I want to know now is dude what's your diet what's your exercise like how did you stay this lucid and energetic and is it just genetics or what else is going on did you like Have, have you talked to him about his time in Hawaii with the Hobie shop and all that yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, um, no, that's it's got to be just genetics and um, no, I mean it partially is genetics, but it can't just be. You could ruin genetics with some hard living. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm curious about the mental acuity thing too. Like, how do you stay that sharp and recall that that much detail from I six definitely years think ago? That's genetics. Like, well, also, dr- like, it, was there drug usage at any point along the way? Like, experimentation, or was it completely sober? 90 years that kept you sharp yeah like you need I, to ask that that's a great question i'm gonna ask yeah for sure um anyways the feedback has been shot part of it is like shocking that n- surf media has not already in- dug deep into dick Metz stories well the you know it sort of speaks to what you and i talk about a lot regarding surf media is that it it has a a youth filter on it yeah surf media's biggest problem is that it has to kowtow to whatever the advertisers want. Now, of course, it's changed over the last 10 years, but the prior 50 years were like, what does little Joey want? You know, And they know that little Joey doesn't want to hear a story from Dick Metz. It, it <laughs> turns know? out he does. Well, I know. That's what's crazy. May, maybe not little Joey, but the demographic. No, you're right. With everything that you're saying, you're right. But the media, the corporate or whoever in the boardroom at whatever the brands and the surf media companies were misread it. They under oh, they me. undermined Joey but when I little Joey and and the changing demographic of surf I mean the surf world is filled with intelligent eighteen to 50, 70 year olds you totally. know it's not just twelve to fifteen year olds totally and and it's fun it's funny because when I first started doing you know internet radio or podcasting. They were they totally missed the mark. They're like, what? What are you going to do? I'm like, dude, let's people want to talk just like there's sports talk. People are going to want to talk about surfing. Let's do surf talk radio. Yep. And they were just like, not even. That's the lamest thing ever. And then trying to get advertisers, you know, you try to get any of these big hitter companies to sign on. They're like, well, does little Joey listen to surf talk? No, they're into what you know, whatever they were. You know, basically they all had sort of print mentality at that time yeah well here's one message i got just while i was driving up yeah. it said i can't get my girlfriend to listen to any podcast she teases me about listening to surf gossip but she absolutely loves listening to dick Metz old stories keep them coming it's motivating her to take more surf-centered vacations um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all about him and his surf-centered vacations. but but i think that's great because that ties into what you're saying is like this female demographic that you and i probably can't engage like here she's in you know 
So uh, speaking of that, uh oh, <laughs> is it good or bad? I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Well, while you're looking for it, I was listening to Recode Decode yesterday, um, an episode with the guy, the author of the book that the social network was based yes, on. Yes, I, re- I listened to it. It's he wrote great. a new book about the Winklevoss twins yeah. and the Bitcoin thing. He's a great thing. interview. Great interview. Yeah. And um, one thing that he was saying that ties into what you're saying is he wrote a book about the blackjack thing from MIT. And Kevin, they then made a movie about it with Kevin Spacey, and that was successful. So then they were going to make The Social Network, and he pitched it to Spacey. And Spacey's like, dude, nobody's going to want to watch a movie about Facebook. And then they pitch it to somebody else, and everybody said the same thing. They're like, dude, nobody's going to want to watch. Nobody cares about Facebook. Right. Like, who gives a crap? And who, How who, short-sighted were they? Well, who was the smart guy in the Ex- room? Exactly. Aaron Sorkin. Right. Well, Aaron Sorkin, David Fincher, turns right. out, like, you know, so a bunch of people who could see the potential in it, but also like those are the greatest moments, those are the ripest moments, most fertile grounds for growing something is when all of the uh incumbents right. are looking at it going, There's Poo- nothing to do it. here and you yeah. go, Oh really? It's because it hasn't been created yet. Right. So I'm gonna go create this brand new thing and own the audience entirely and yeah. own you know, like and I'll prove to you. Yeah. You like, like the boardroom. Like the boardroom, like Facebook, you and Zuck are cut from the same cloth. Do you want to be labeled as Zuck now? I'm so anti-Zuck. At this point, he is, I mean, he has become the the villain. It's crazy, actually. In a very short span of time. Why? Well, I mean, you... You listen to Kara Swisher too much, dude. I'm pretty pretty carried out. I I, I got to give a shout out to Mark Price from Firewire for turning me on to that podcast because it's my favorite podcast. Yeah, I, and I don't. I agree with you. I don't really like Kara. I think she steps on the guests oh too much. Oh my she's crazy. She has this little back backroom chatter that she fills in the conversations with, and you're just like, shut up and let them talk. Which, shut by the way, I've had up. people tell me that before. You you are annoying. You're one tenth as annoying as she is. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, truly, she yeah. cannot get out of her own way. It's crazy. Yeah. She has excellent guests presenting excellent points. And then she's rushing them on to the next point or certainly making it about her all the time, you know. And and the things that she says are dumb. Like the things that she interrupts them with are absolutely dumb points that she doesn't even really clearly communicate. Yeah. It's weird how smart she is, how much access she has, how much of a good writer she is. And she's that terrible at inter- interviewing people. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. That's why I like the one with the with Ben because he kind of... He got a lot of time to talk and he kind of took control. There's mo- there's people that she's had relationships with for 10 and 20 years that she d- is deferential to and lets them kind of take over at times. And those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, I don't know. We're doing a lot on non-surf stuff. Hey. Sorry I interrupted your uh, Jaws thing. Oh, no. So you probably oh, you know found- where I'm going with this. You were talking about how you were going to reach the female audience. Yeah, yeah. And so I got it. Text, you probably read this. This is on Instagram, actually. An Instagram message. Having just listened to Surf Splendor and Surf Journalist, shit all over the girls at Jaws. So I guess you and Chaz just, did you guys just take a shit on the girls at Jaws? Because that's what this guy's saying. Not at all, but I love it. Keep going. Okay. I would like to invite Dave and Chaz to paddle out at 15 to 20 foot Waimea or Sunset. Don't pack boards. I've got you covered. I want to see how many of those size waves that you two are willing to drop in on and not pull back and suck like the girls that you said the girls at Jaws are, and you're claiming just being out in the lineup is difficult enough, male or female. 
You guys should really give it a try at Smaller Waimea or Sunset so that you actually know what it might feel like. Jaws is like the Super Bowl and Waimea and Sunset are like peewee football, just so you know. But anytime you need a gun, I've got a couple of boards over here for you. You really shouldn't be shitting on people like that when you have no balls to surf 10-foot surf. I would think our friend Boardroom Show might agree. Do you agree? I don't know what you guys said. What did you guys say? Well, Chaz. I'll get into that, but first I'll address the comment. Um, so by that rationale, he should never discuss the president he, because he's not a president. He should never discuss... I don't know, his taxes because he's not an accountant, presumably. He should never discuss a music singer who's off key because he's never got a, you know what I mean? Like, no, the point is, should we not discuss Kelly Slater because I don't surf pipeline and I don't have world titles? No, we discuss tons of people that we don't have the skill set of. That's exactly what we do. That's what the show is all about. So what I think is the biggest problem with him making that comment is he is now creating boundary lines. If if it's all equal, we should discuss female surfing the way that we discuss male surfing. We should discuss Brazilian surfing the way that we discuss Australian surfing. It's all fair game because it's all equal and we treat everyone equally. He's actually de uh, defining regressive boundary lines between things. So you got to treat women with kid gloves? That's insane. That's insanely regressive to treat women with kid gloves. So if... The complaint, by the way, he misread what Chaz and I were discussing. They didn't go. There was waves they were in position for, and they simply didn't go. And that's absolutely worth calling out and criticizing because yeah. that's what their job is there to do. And I did make, by the way, qualifications in that um, – they're not look they're not getting paid to be there they're not professional surfers a lot of them have day jobs so i don't hold them to the same standard that i hold william cardo william cardoso to in chopu who you know qualified for the ct he's a professional surfer that is his job is to go and i have different expectations for him than i do for let's say bianca valenti whose family has a restaurant and she's a waiter and she's probably paid her own airfare to get to you know like it's a totally different thing but we can still absolutely criticize them for not going yeah i totally agree i knew that's where your line of thinking was going to be and that's basically what our show is that's what your and chaz's show is i mean that's what pundits do we discuss that's yeah. what nfl pundits do every sunday morning and before and after games that's what every sport pundit in the world does is right they sit and they discuss and they have opinions and that's what makes it fun and and it's fine that that this guy has an opinion about your opinion. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Completely. Um, I I watched the women's heat with my wife, and I actually, for the first time, maybe it was because my wife and I were watching it together, and we were just having a good time. You know, like the thrill of God, is she going to go and get worked? Like, and so I guess in a weird way, it's kind of it's kind of sad that we're sort of watching it. Hoping for carnage. But, I mean, I was stoked on some of those girls. I mean, there was two or three, like Felicity, is it? Palmatier? Felicity Palmatier. Palmatier, yeah. And um, she charged it. She charged it. The, so there's She's the one that had the wardrobe malfunction? Yeah. Yeah. There was a distinct difference between semifinal one and two versus the final. Yeah. Semifinals one and two 
it was sad. Like people were not going. They were constantly out of position. They were sitting way off on the shoulder. They'd paddle into one that they could totally get and then just pull the reins back. And there was very few ways. I don't think there was any wave ridden successfully in semifinal one and two. How can you not call that out? You know, like you have to state that. I know. We we do a lot of that though. I mean, you and I have called out the women together. And the men. Numerous times. And the men, by the way. So uh, the final, on the other hand, it seems like everybody kind of got their bearings straight and like comfort level and courage up and all that. And they were going. Um, Felicity Palmatier, you're right. Absolutely charged. Kiala charged. I don't think she made one. Um, the biggest standouts. Page arms. So those are the, big, the biggest kind of epiphanies for me was Annie Reichart. I don't know if you remember her. Mm-mm. I think she was actually um, from Maui. Regular footer. Um, she absolutely charged. And she made a couple of really amazing waves. Emily Erickson. Also amazing, who rides that 10-foot. That's the board that they discussed on mm-hmm. the um, the stab show, the pickup. Mm-hmm. They brought that board in. Lyle Carson made it. You know, 10-foot single, single fin gun, super heavy. She's ridden it, I think, for a decade, you know. Um, and the way that she communicated about that board, too, was kind of an, illuminating for me, mm-hmm. where it was just look, my only goal is to do a bottom turn and I want to paddle as fast as possible. I don't care what all those other guys are riding, what the other girls are riding, everybody talking about quads being, like, doesn't matter. I just want to get in quick, as fast as possible and just do a bottom turn. And it's like, you're right. Then that's the perfect board for it. Don't worry about knifing a drop to get barreled, you know? So details like that I loved. So yeah, I think the final was a success, but um, semifinals one and two, plenty to criticize there. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, I do agree that the girls paddling out is friggin' gnarly, and I would never do it. Like, I mean, I'm 54 years old. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to surf 35-foot jaws. Yeah. Um, when I was... And so my point is, is like, that needs... They do need to be given credit just for paddling out there. Like, it is not... Like, it's gnarly beyond anything that if you've never even experienced if you've never been in the channel to sit there and watch it i don't think you get it i don't think it's conveyed properly the fear of it the, the intensity of it i don't think is conveyed as well as it could be or if you were just simply there like if you were there there's no way there's, to convey thank you thank you there's no way to convey yeah. it and so the girls paddling out they deserve kudos now that doesn't necessarily make great viewing Right, right, to watch girls paddle up yeah. and sit there. And I think that's where you and I have a disconnect where we're like, come on, just go. What's you know, you're out there. But, you know, there's more to it than that. And I do also think that this is kind of like baby steps. Like in ten years we're gonna be like, Wow, can't wait to watch the girls. They're charging, you know, like there's gonna be twelve of them that are probably charging pretty hard. And the good news and is doing and doing great. That hour that they got to spend in the water that day. It was a faster learning curve than they would get in three seasons. Exactly. There's more waves available. Obviously, all of the rescue teams right there to help, you know, to the greatest degree that they can help. Yeah. So there's a lot of safety that gives you impunity just to go. So, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, What about the event as a whole? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are it was I I thoruly enjoyed it. Greatest day of surfing. It was incredible. I mean, I I am just complete. So. I'm just completely blown away by Billy Kemper. Like when oh, you think about it, I don't even know if we, this guy's gotten his due. I don't think you can give him enough credit and enough kudos and enough accolades. 
This guy's won this event. Is it four in a row? Not in a row. Okay, but four. He got he's, second last year, I think. <laughs> okay, he's got four so victories it. at Jaws and a second, and a second. place. This guy obviously is the GOAT, like capital G-O-A-T, GOAT. And I mean like the GOAT of all GOATs, like beyond big wave surfing. Like, let me ask you this. Do you think anybody else could win Jaws four times and get a second place? And if the answer is no, then I want to ask you, isn't that the gnarliest arena in the world to be as a surfer it's, and the answer is yes therefore he's the gnarliest surfer in the world he's the goat above all goats he's above kai lenny he's above kelly slater he's above john john florence he's the friggin goat and i don't think he's getting his due the guy should be like he should be on the cover of every non-existent surf magazine in the world there's no question about it it's in a class he's not time. getting his due is kind of what i'm getting at i feel like he's not getting his due yeah he deserves to be sponsored by friggin' you or, know, yeah, Lexus he, or somebody. Totally. That's a great point. And also deserves to be on the cover of, yeah, forget Sports about the surf magazine, Sports Illustrated. Exactly. That would be... He's huge. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what he's... That's insane. I know. To win it four times? Yeah. That's never, ever going to be done ever. No. Ever again. Ever. I guarantee it. Totally. And here's the thing. When I think of Jaws, I think of Albie Layer. I think of Kai. Do you? Well, I'm just saying in the past. In yeah, the past. I mean, it's... I, that's been now changed. I, that's now, been upended. That has been. Yeah. There's no doubt. We all think of Billy Kemper. But my point is, is that a lot of that has to do with social media. You know, like Albie's all over the place. I'm, I'm sure Billy's is really robust too, but... Billy's Kai is... Lenny's, so the difference... I'll tell you the difference. Yeah. Billy's is workout routines. Billy's posting workout routines all the time. Albie is... Funny. And he's doing airs, you know, like yeah. Albie's got like all of this diversity in his surfing game. Yeah. He's trying to do a 720 and then he's trying to get barreled at Jaws also. And Albie's, Albie, you really get the sense, Albie really lets you behind the door. Like you really feel like you're in Albie's life, you know, like he, cause he's, he's like, here I am in the hospital. I'm all screwed up. It sucks. I love you, bro. Like, you know, like he'll like do an Instagram just directed at like three people because mm. he knows they're going to be, and then, you know, 400,000 are watching it, you know, but it's, it seems very personable. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying Billy's isn't, I'm just saying when I, th when I used to think of Jaws, even after the, his first or second victory, you're still like, oh, okay, that's pretty insane. Two in a row. That's, that's actually mind blowing that he won two in a row. But, but for me personally, when I thought about Jaws, I'm thinking, I think Kai Lenny, I'll even go, oh, yeah, Laird. Like these are the, th these are the guys that jump into my mind. Shane Dorian, Ian Walsh. Thank you. Ian exactly. Walsh. Is, Ian Walsh. Yeah. Shane Dorian. Like, and and you would think that the very first, no matter what, absolute first person that comes into our mind would be Billy Kemper. And, of course, now he is. I From mean, this point it, on. He is, is just, yeah. It, it, he, I just hope he gets a huge sponsorship with, like, Rolex. Like, he needs, I hope his PR team is, I hope his agent is getting him out there. Because I just. Kyle has Tag Heuer. Exactly. Yeah. It's just mind-blowing to win that event four times in a row. I know. And a second? That's insane. I can't, I mean, I can't sit here and look you in the eye and say it any, I'm, I'm trying to be as convicted as possible. Yeah, no, it's true. It's mind blowing. It really yeah, it's making me uncomfortable. The guy is the greatest How deeply surfer. you're staring into my soul. I'm wildly <laughs> uncomfortable right now. He's the greatest surfer of all time. Is he not the greatest surfer of all time? No, he isn't the greatest surfer. He's the greatest time. surfer. No, he is Why not is he? the greatest. He's the greatest surfer at Jaws of all time. Right. And Jaws is the greatest surfing arena in the world.
No. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. Jaws that is thirty-five foot stand-up barrel. That's it's the words. Insane. It's back door on acid. The sentence is accurate, but it doesn't comprehend everything that we know about surfing. The sentence but is flawed. You could put everything else that we comprehend about surfing, and then I would say, yeah, okay. Take that and then put a guy in 35-foot stand-up barrels and he wins the event four times and gets a second place. It's the greatest th- thing in the surf world ever. It's the, He's the goat of all goats. No. It's the greatest show on earth in What's that day. Better? In that what day. But better? he's not the greatest surfer of all time. He's won the Jaws event four times and got a second place. He's standing and it, oh, by the way, he peaks at the final. In the final, he looked it's the opening of the a, final. Far and away, he looked so much better than everyone as else soon, in the final. As soon as the final, he's standing opens. up in a massive thirty-foot yeah. barrel and doing gorilla punches to his chest. He's the goat. What's better than that? What like a like winning pipe? I don't no. know. Winning pipe over the course of thirty years repeatedly in eleven world titles. That's a better surfer. Kelly's the better surfer. By far. John John's a better surfer by far. I'm talking At, about the greatest of all time. Yeah, those guys are way greater of our time. You're telling me that John John Florence and Kelly Slater should have won Jaws, but no. they didn't. No, no, no. But they're better surfers than Billy Kemper. Billy's good at this one thing that he's doing. The one thing he's doing Dude, is the what epitome saying, of surfing, riding the largest waves you can possibly ride and pull into massive barrels. That's the greatest. That's what surfing's about. When you paddle out, you try to catch the biggest wave. I don't know. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. What do you mean sometimes? That's what you do all the time. You try to catch the set waves and ride them as good as you can. Guess what the greatest, biggest set waves are? Yeah, but those things only, those things rarely ever happen. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so all the other, so that he's won it four times in a row. Totally. I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is the other 340 days a year, he's, not but the best surfer in the lineup. He's the was, best surfer in this thing. If it was thing. 30 to 35 foot at Jaws every day, he would be. Yeah, but it isn't. Yeah, but it's not like that at Pipe either. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But those other guys that I just named can win at all of the other... They can win at your local beach break. They could win at Pipe. They can win at Waimea. Are you saying that Billy Camper can't win at Pipe? He won the Pipe Trials. But he can't win at Pipe. He lost already in the event. He lost in the round of 32 or something to Seth Moniz. Yeah, and eight-foot waves. Right. Where's Seth when it's time for the 30-footers? He can't beat Billy. Billy's the right. best at that one thing that you're saying. Yeah, the best. And the one thing that I'm saying is that when you go surfing, you try to catch the biggest waves. The guy that can ride the biggest waves and pull look, into the barrel. Look, our, our, we're arguing over, you know, know. just well, for the heck of it. We're, doing, I'm we're just doing saying, it because it's a podcast. If somebody, but it's a, if, somebody's the best at, if somebody's the best at chess, does that mean they're the smartest person in the world? No, they're the smartest at this one thing, but they're not great at calculus. You definitely beat somebody in checkers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Whatever. I agree with what you're saying, but you're missing the bigger point, Scott. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Billy Kemper's the goat. Um, he's a goat above Kelly, and he's a goat above Kai. And he's the goat, the goat above John John. Okay, good. In- That's fine. You're entitled to your wrong <laughs> opinion all the time. By the way, there's an old saying, big wave surfing, it's like a ham and egg sandwich. Sure, the chicken is involved, but the pig is committed. Billy Kemper's committed. He's the pig of surfing. These other guys are just chickens. Gotcha. They might lay an egg here or there. Okay. I like it. How about Lucas Chumba? 
I'm not, you know, I really had mixed emotions about Lucas. Um, I think I, I in the past years, I've actually talked about him that I love him because yeah. doing the fluttering thing, he actually stands on the ledge and does an ollie so that the wind catches his board underneath and he flutters and then reconnects. It's entertaining. I like that he's trying something different. It's a novelty. At the end of the day, it's pure novelty. And it, there's no functionality to it at all. Yeah, he's certainly breaking some of the norms. You know, like the norms of big wave surfing would be like catch the wave as soon as you can, get on your feet, get down the wave, set your line, and do your bottom turn, much like uh, Emily Erickson. But um, he's he's kind of he's taking a different tact, which is kind of like what you're saying. It's almost like a novelty, right? Well, it's kind of with shortboarding. It's when people started doing chop hops, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, I, I guess if there's nothing else going on in the wave and it's flat and you could do that, that's all right. But it's not, it's disengaging the rail is what it is. So if all, if all kind of fundamental surfing is about engaging a rail and transitioning from rail to rail, like that is the opposite of that, hmm. you know? So I think the, it's when you remember that wave that Shane Dorian got two years ago where it was at the very like opening call. It wasn't even in the heat, was it? I think it was right before the yeah. buzzer sounded and the wave came right to him. So he went and he free falled. He like stood yeah. up. Tippy toed. Tippy toed, free falled, reconnected with the rail, landed it seamlessly, by the way, like yeah. mid face. That was fully functional. It was what was happening on the wave and he kind of, it was perilous and he let. Fate start to take its course, but he exhibited calm and cool and composure and all of his skill navigated fate and reconnect. Like it was magical. I feel like Lucas is trying to manufacture those moments and there's a disingenuousness Mm -hmm. to it, you know, where if it happens, if you're standing up on the wave and that happens and you can reconnect, amazing. But if you stand up on the top of a, what would normally be an easy drop and then Ollie to make it seem like it's not easy. Yeah. Well, now now you're just trying to pull the wool over my eyes, you know, right. but it's still entertaining. That's the other thing is if we've watched 10 people go straight in a row, then that looks interesting. Yeah. But All it's right. not, by the way, pipe is starting in three minutes. Right. I just checked it. Um, other notables, you mentioned Ian Walsh, um, Nathan Florence looked great. Um, what happened to Nick lamb in that semi? I, I forget. Just, he lost his board. Paddled, paddled out in the semis, lost his board, and his first board was broken. He had no board. Basically, he sputtered around the semifinals on the back of his ski. He only had one board. He only had one board. Okay, that's what Crazy. Yeah. Um, you didn't see that part, that semi, where he was just basically on a ski? Like, and, I didn't. And the commentators are like, well, nobody really wants to ask somebody to borrow their board. So Nick, oh, Nick yeah. wasn't really going to ask somebody to borrow a board and nobody on their boat was necessarily like waving their board in the air going, Hey, come, come grab my board. I do remember that conversation. Pete was talking about these are $2,000, you know, yeah. and like you have to fund it yourself and it's hard to, or yeah. something. Um, so one detail that became really apparent to me through watching the event is the importance of training and physicality. That's something that we've seen investments in in recent years, but it really, really stands out at Jaws. You know, the reason why Paige Alms won three, has won three, and Billy's won four. And a second, and is the go. 
is because they're training regimes. Like these people in the off season, those other 340 days a year that they're not surfing those waves, they're hitting the gym and prepping for those days. Um, God, what was it? There was some other detail somebody said. I think it was about Ian Walsh in terms of preparation. Um, not breath holding. Gosh, I can't access it now. But it's like going and creating these fake scenarios in June and May in preparation for what you're going to experience in January. Knowing that January I think he was like paddling out in Hukipa and purposely taking donuts and then paddling back out and catch like trying to recreate the experience of 30 minute heats. Yeah, come in, sit on a boat, get cold, get tired, get um, you know, sore or get um, tight, you know, yeah. and then eat your food and literally trying to recreate a day at Jaws in competition, which is hard to do, and it only comes once every couple once a year maybe, and so that was neat that Ian Walsh was trying to recreate that, right? Yeah, exactly, and so that's the difference between like no offense, Albie Layer, you referenced him being injured, the guy gets injured a lot. And it's probably because he's doing airs. He's trying 720s, you know, and he's also skateboarding and that's going to lead to injury. But in those days that Albie is trying 720s or hitting the skate park, Billy's in the gym because he has one focus. His only focus is to do what you're saying. And be the greatest surfer of all time. Right, right, right. I'm just going to roll my eyes. I'm not even going <laughs> to. Uh, Come on. It doesn't translate. It doesn't translate on air, but that was an eye roll. Right. Um and so I think that is kind of the difference as we move forward is who's going to take. And by the way, that translates to the CT as well. Like the people, the men and women spending time focus like. Um, Kanoa. I guess I was just going to use two examples of people who have never won world titles. Yes. Kanoa, Sally Fitzgibbon, you know, like the ones who like spend the most time in the gym, but they do have results. They don't have world titles, but they do have results that reflect it where I don't think I, gone are the days. It's not it's not adequate nowadays just to have talent and competitive drive you know like you need to put the time in in the gym your body will not tolerate anything less you know like it's this rigorous at this point and one of the other things that's missing from that equation is time isn't on your side like you gotta act now like this is your moment you know like if you're 24 and you're on tour Dude. Don't drink wine at night. Go out, like, spend six years trying to attain your goal. You're going to have plenty of time to go drink wine or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like, I feel like focus. this is focused on me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is, I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm triggered. Uh, Are you pulling up the comp on your phone? I am. Uh, me too. It's kind of going to make for some really bad pod, but this is an important It doesn't heat. matter. This is a very important heat. This um, is Idolo and who? Peterson Cristianto? How is that guy even in it still? Oh, look at Elo. He's looking friggin' nervous, dude. Oh, mine's Are on commercial this? still. Mine's on commercial. Elo looks nervous? I mean... Oh, yeah. Either that or focused or I don't know. Oh, I just happened, right. I was watching the cam the other day. He was out. He was like the only guy out. Dude, so my buddy... Oh, here he goes. My buddies from the Florida Surf Film Festival are there right now. And yeah. John Brooks... Was, he surfed good pipe with only Idolo out two days ago. I saw. I was watching it. I was. I was. I saw it Idolo was, and two guys. That was it. John was in the water and Idolo. I'm like, dude, how is that still happening on the North Shore? Away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and John got good ones. He was getting shacked and it was head high. It looked legit. Yeah. Um. So, 
Pipe Masters, Kelly's 10 was insane, right? I mean, I mean, it's like we don't even need to talk about it. It was just the most mind-blowing backdoor 10 ever, right? Yeah. Um, Felipe is out of world title contention. That, that's no surprise. Jordy is out. That's no surprise. Kolohe Andino could win the world title. Barely. He barely has a chance. It's really between Gabe and Idolo. Both those guys have to lose immediately. Um, <clears throat> this round. Yeah. Both the both Idolo and Gabe would have to lose. And then also, um, here's the storyline for... Uh, this heat has started, my friend. Kolohe. I have Kolohe's. So Kolohe's holding on to maybe a 5% chance. Um, and by the way, this would be him winning his first CT event, too. Like, if he won this... Kolohe? Kolohe, yeah. He's never won a CT event. Wow. So he would win... This event would be his first CT event, and then subsequently the world title. Um, but again, the other two guys have to lose. So the waves are kind of pumping, huh? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. So what's your... Let's kind of run down the... Well, I want Idolo to win the world title. I agree with you. So Idolo, Chris, Peterson, Chris Santo, obviously Idolo can smoke him. Julian and Yago is kind of an interesting heat. Julian's a pipe master, but Yago's yeah, that, that no slouch. I'd, I'm, I'm wondering what the direction is, if it's more west or if it's more north. Or Ricardo Christie and Jack Freestone is what I call lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I, I think Jack's going to take that heat. I agree. Um, although Ricardo is the surprising. one who beat Felipe. Yeah, he's surprising. It's the one heat that Ricardo wins this year, puts Felipe out, which just says something about Felipe more than it does Ricardo. By the way, did you hear um, Shane Dorian's quote was so good about, oh God, I thought I put it in my notes. Maybe I didn't. About Felipe basically saying, um, "We it's been proven at this point that avoiding pipeline if you're in a world title race is not a good strategy, is what <laughs> Shane Dorian said oh, after that heat. Funny. Which is true. It's like, Felipe, yeah. dude, you know you need time out there. Dude, show up and just sit in the lineup for three weeks in advance. Which is exactly what Shane told the Idolo to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. Shane's basically going, dude, here's the deal. Because did you catch that conversation where Idolo was like, hey, I'm just going to show up like the day before the event and surf for my heat. And Shane's like, no, no, no. You're going to come a month and a half before and you're going to surf pipe every single day. Yep. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. You, whatever experience you have surfing barreling waves elsewhere doesn't quite translate. You got Unless it's there. Jaws. No, it doesn't. That doesn't even <laughs> translate at all. But we know that he's won the pipe trials. That's pretty insane. To win the pipe trials against all the pipe specialists. Yeah. That's shit that goat. That's what a goat does. I'm not acknowledging um, and then Heat 4 is really an interesting one. Seth Moniz and Kelly Slater. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's probably the most interesting Heat. No. Gabe well, and mean, Kaya. Yeah, that, no. You're right. But, uh, but yeah, Gabe and Kaya is super interesting. Yeah. Come on, Kaya. By the time people listen, all of the results are going to be I know. This is going to be horrible. By the way, did you see the email um, we got from somebody saying, hey, you guys remember when I sent this email to you four years ago today? I didn't This just came through. Um Two days or yesterday, I think. On your podcast following the 2015 Pipe Masters, you basically told people like me to stop moaning because there's nothing that can be done about what Mother Nature offers up. He was talking. He was referencing the fact that we've been sitting in a seven day lull. Um, true. Wait, who's going on this? Oh, that's somebody at Off the Wall, maybe. Is that Jackson? Oh my gosh, who was that? Is that Jackson Dorian? Are you kidding me? I don't know. He's on Billabong. Doesn't look like Jackson. 
Was that, that was good? insane. There's Jackson next to him. Some Grom got the craziest barrel before the event started that they just showed on replay. That was rad. I don't know who that kid is. Um, that was insane. Okay, so anyways, back to the email. He says, that's true, but how do we end up in this same situation so often? Pipe will finish tomorrow in what I can only imagine will be sloppy, underwhelming conditions with a three-way fight to a world title on the line. We had three days of pumping pipeline. How are we not already wrapped up? 24 men. I, That's exactly. 24 men. Exactly. And, and the Jaws event pr- speaks to that too. Yeah. You can do this. So the event, or I'm sorry, the email that he sent four years prior, the closing uh, paragraph of it says, Maybe that goes back to Scott's point of having too many competitors in the contest. And I was surprised to see that the qualifying contest occurring on the first day of the WSL waiting period. Couldn't they have figured that out beforehand? They should have figured that out so we can run the Pipe Masters event in just two days because you can pretty much count on two days of pumping pipe. After that, you end up with yesterday's conditions, and it always seems to be on finals day. So yeah, you've, been, you've been beating the same drum for this many years. And I this guy's obviously been emailing us for that many years. Yeah. Who is it? The same Does he thing. want to be a shout-out? Um, I don't know. Andrew S., let's call him. Oh, I know Andrew, yeah. I think he's from England, maybe. But anyway, um, and it also speaks to... uh, I lost my train of thought. I had something else. Scott's watching a comp. (laughs) Everybody's distracted. (laughs) Uh, By the way, how do you feel about waiting seven days? This last seven days of waiting? Yeah, getting up, checking it every morning. Maybe it goes on old. You got to check it next hour. I'm not that engaged in... I got. I have a life to live. I don't. Yeah, I'm in training, like the goat. <laughs> in training for what? You're golfing. Cardiff. <laughs> you just revealed your spot. I thought you never, never say it on there. Never mind. Come join me. Um, <laughs> Everyone I'll, else is. I'm gonna take a controversial stance. Okay. I love the waiting game. Really? I think it's all that we got. I think it. <laughs> That's it. Huh? I think. <laughs> You should I get think... somebody pregnant then. <laughs> Wait for nine months. I'm trying. Oh, my lordy. Now that's the take of the day. I'm trying, dude. Oh, my God. Um, but... Are you really? Uh, no. No, I mean, not officially. No. What? No, I am not currently trying to have a kid. But, I mean, my goal in life is to have kids. So, yeah. in that sense, I'm working towards that goal. Right. But, no, I'm not actively. You're enjoying the waiting game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the cross-training, let's say. Um, but. I love so all that we have is this this builds anticipation is what I'm saying like waking up not knowing having to check going back because then when it delivers it's so much more exciting you said the keyword you know if it delivers right that's if that's fine that buildup is great if you know it's going to it's like Super Bowl Sunday you know it's going to happen and yeah. it's going to be good because yeah. it's the Super Bowl right we don't know that the Super Bowl is going to show up yeah. And that's the problem. Right. With the waiting game. Well, it looks like today the Super Bowl showing up, though. So, when so. It, so, or with the Jaws thing, even, it's kind of like we wait all year. We don't know if they're going to run or not. And then the day that it goes, it's pure excitement. You know, it's like helicopters yeah. buzzing the lineup, all of that stuff. That thrill is what is absolutely not taking place with the Surf Ranch event. You know, yeah. like when we tune into that and, uh, the machine starts up and Soli Bailey gets a six on the opening wave and the commentators don't even have anything exciting to say about it. It's like, that's, these are the polar opposites of our sport. Yeah. If you could bottle what happened at Jaws or what's going to happen today at Pipe, it would be, it would actually, 
you couldn't bottle it and it would lose all of its magic once it's in a bottle. Like it's, it's ephemera. And that's, what's exciting about it is that you can't capture it, you know? And so I think that's where the WSL needs to double down on is getting people excited about getting up to check it and not, and yeah, we're not going to necessarily deliver you the goods tomorrow, but when we do, it'll be special, you know? Well, I think to go back to the emailer though, we need, I don't know how many, I've, I've literally been saying this for on the air, on the totally. broad, on the airwaves for a long time. Since like, you started broadcasting. Probably. Yeah, totally. Um, Scott, let's take a quick break for a word from sponsors who we don't even know that are going to run. We don't know what the brands are going to be, but let's take a break for them Yeah, to pay for our coffee or our gas up to the Surfing Heritage and Culture Center. Okay. And then we'll be back to close out with Duke Kook, final thoughts on the Pipe Masters event and more. Okay. Hiring for a small business is critical. It's imperative that you find a highly qualified professional to treat and grow your business with the same care and detail that you do. LinkedIn Jobs will be your next big unlock. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team fast and for free. Everybody is already on LinkedIn with their resume and their references. So the fact that LinkedIn built a hiring platform to connect the dots between everything is simple genius. It's way more sophisticated than a job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set, desire, ambition, all in an effort to help us advance our position. And it's easy to use and intuitive. So effective that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Fast hiring solutions means achieving your goals in record time with rapid growth in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs will even help you write the job descriptions and give you tools and prompts to help you interview your candidate like a pro. LinkedIn.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. And you can let the world's largest social network of business professionals work to connect you with the ideal candidate to help you grow your business. That is LinkedIn.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Scott, we are back. What do you think about the Chopu event being the location for the 2024 Olympics? Thrilled. Me too. Thrilled. How great is that? Thrilled with this idea. Um, I just think maybe the powers that be are going, man, we can get away with maybe not having good waves in Japan this year, but we can't do that two years in a, two Olympics in a row. Like We have to put on a show for the people. Like, yeah. It's okay to have the opening one, you know, the opening year Olympics with surfing in the Olympics to be, you know, we're going to get a lot of buzz about it regardless of what the waves are like. But we got to start performing here. And so they're, in 2024, they're having the Olympics at Chopu, which is pretty insane. It's gonna, I think it's killer. It's going to very much narrow down uh, who's going to perform well and who's not going to perform exactly. well. Like that is a... It yeah. could be some carnage. Yeah. Specialist, a specialist could win the event. You know, like a... I mean, like... Somebody from Tahiti can win that event. That And smoke. Nordy Nordstrom from Norway could have a shocker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he is heir to the Nordstrom Empire, so I think he'll be okay. <laughs> I was a girl. Nordy, Nordy's a girl. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so along those lines, 
and you and I have spoken about this before, but in 2028, when we have the Olympics here in L.A., assuming the surfing's in the Olympics then, which I'm sure it will be, Lowers or Malibu? That's kind of a no-brainer, right? Yeah. They're going to have to have this thing at Lowers, right? The Olympics. Totally. Like, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Malibu's not even in the equation. Even mm -hmm. if Malibu's six foot, it's not as good as Lowers when it's six foot. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, unless it was a longboard event. Right, this is the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so Billy Kemper's my Duke. Uh, my too. I mean, before you went on that rant, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Is that Billy was Kemper. not a rant. That was what that was. That was like a loud <laughs> truth. That was a truth. I had to get the serum out for you. The serum? Oh, is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is a word, but it's not used correctly. <laughs> um, oh, my. By the way, uh, the side note. Or pig. Yeah, go ahead. Did you hear about the murder on the North Shore yesterday? No. Pupakea? No, what happened? Oh, my gosh, dude. Okay, so police, uh, I'm just going to read from Hawaii News Now, I think is where I got this. Mm -hmm. uh, police said that the suspect and victim were involved in a physical altercation at 59240 Pupakea Road at about 1150 yesterday. In the p.m.? Tuesday. In the middle of the day? Middle of the day. Okay. Middle of the day, yeah. Okay, no, no. Yeah. Um, at the time... Near food which land the or victim, something? I don't know. At the time, which the victim, I think it was in a driveway, like on the hillside. Mm -hmm. um, the victim became unresponsive. The spokesperson for the Honolulu Emergency Services Department said the victim went into cardiac arrest. EMS responded and administered life saving treatment. He was taken into critical condition to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. Enright said the victim may have an underlying medical condition, may have had an underlying medical condition. He did not have any extensive physical injuries. The suspect remained at the scene where police arrested him. He remains in custody as police continue their investigation. So it sounds like there was a physical altercation and one of the persons had a pre-existing condition. And so that ended not well. Uh, but the person died. How crazy is that? It's sad. That's gnarly. It's gnarly. Sorry to hear that. I know. Bummer. Um, do you have a kook or a must-see moment? Um, well, I mean, the must-see moment. I mean, you know, the the final, if you can watch the final of the of the Jaws event again and just watch Billy Kemper just pounding his chest as he just emerges from a massive 30-foot backdoor barrel, that's pretty goat-like and must you must see that. I think everybody should see that. Yeah. That should be playing on all of the ESPN channels throughout all of the nations. It did get a lot. That event got a lot of coverage. Have you been surfing, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been tons. Yeah, I know. It's been epic. What are you riding? I've been riding the crap out of that. The mid-length. The mid-length twin fin. Good for the you. The Saber dude. by Ryan Sakel. Good for you. And I've been loving it. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's the God. water temp down here? 60. Not bad at all. No. Mornings are frigid, though, dude. That's it's why like I got my Neat degrees. Essentials, my outerwear, my shell, my uh, puffy jacket. Nice. Super warm. The hooded or the non-hooded? I think it's non-hooded. Yeah, the lightweight one. No, it's the, the but puffer it's, one with the hood. The puffer one. It's the big, heavy the winter thickness. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Um, by the way, though, in terms of chilly mornings, do you go hood or no hood and booties or no booties? Hood and booties. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I crack it. I'm paddling out in the dark. Yeah. yeah. I'm out there early. Um, old man status, dude. Well, I just want to get two sessions in. I want to get it before the scene, get an hour and a half before the scene, then let the nine to noon crew do their thing, and then I'm on it at one. 
and the tide's draining and it's got a little chunk on it and there's nobody out. I mean, you know, there's 10 guys. Now everybody knows your schedule. You said where care. you surf. I don't care. Believe me, and people you... don't want to surf with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm well aware. <laughs> Remember when you uh, chandeliers Ash- chandeliered Ashton's Barrel at Surf Ranch? <laughs> that, we might need to re, like, we need to tell that story again another time. Just okay. to kind of, that, that's kind of a funny story. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what I just said. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind I'm glad funny. that you see the humor in it. Um, you feel bad about that? Ashton had to come in. That would have been... Backdoor looks good. Oh, my. He almost made that. Backdoor looks legit. Paddle battle Peterson. See, we had those crazy trades. The last week, we've had some pretty... Especially the last four days, really strong east-northeast trades. So it's blowing this, like, east swell chunk into it. It's going to be better for backdoor, I think. It's going to be a backdoor pipe masters. Um, I think. Uh, real quickly, back to booties and a hood. Um, you only wear the hood in the morning. Is it to protect? No, your, I wear the hood a lot to, to protect your it's ears. Just warm. Ninety percent, eighty percent of your heat comes out of your head. Okay, it's just to stay warm, and it protects my ears. And the ears are the thing. That, I don't like being cold. No, neither do I. And I mean, the wetsuits are so com- like it's fine. You know, it's not an issue wearing a thicker wetsuit nowadays. But the hood. Reason why I want to know is, um, I should have been wearing a hood for the last ten years. Like my ear, my ear especially my left ear yeah that's what it is my left ear um because i was just thinking like the way that the south wind in southern california you're sitting out to sea and it hits you straight in south the wind. right is that what i'm talking about no, you don't want, you don't want to i mean i'm not surf, surfing during south wind but for some reason wind. it's my left ear that has it worse well, than my right ear. generally it's your right ear because you're sitting there waiting and the north wind's blowing into your i right know ear. that's what i'm saying but it's but my it can left be either ear, that, ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyways i have terrible hearing at the ripe young age of mid-30s, mid to late-30s. Dude, and, you're 40. <laughs> shut the frig up. <laughs> and the hood would have saved me all this time. Yeah. I just Where didn't think it was cool, dude. Yeah, that's I was making, a fashion, I was making a fashion statement at the problem. peril of my own health. Yeah. Now I'm aging like a grandpa, dude. And you don't care anymore. So it's liberating. Yeah, I don't care. Um, so my kook. The MMA fighter, Max Holloway. Uh, this is a bold statement to call an MMA fighter a kook. Yes. However. Very bold. It's, de- it's deserved, dude. So Max Holloway, who's an epic MMA fighter. He's friends with Makua. He's from Hawaii. Yeah. All of these surf industry friends. He was on Joe Rogan yesterday or the day before. Yeah. And Joe Rogan, they start talking about surfing. Yeah. And Max tells Rogan about the wave pool and... Um, it is the kookiest conversation I've heard about surfing in a really long time. Oh, really? I think that Max is doesn't surf regularly. You know, like he has a bunch of pro surf friends and he lives in Hawaii. So people just ask him surfing questions, but he's trying to speak with authority on it. Like he's claiming kind of to be an authority. And Joe Rogan is like all in, you know, And but it is the kookiest conversation I've heard in a long time. Mm. Like embarrassingly so. Mm. Embarrassing that this is now a representative. Like this guy is going to get millions of listens as a representative of surfing. And it's um, it's pretty bad. I think Idlo really just got a sick one. Oh, did he? Shocking. Um, if I can engage you for one additional minute, Scott, replay. if you could just look up. Here's the replay. Okay. Idlo going on the left, left to pipe. Pulls into a deep one. Knife's in. out. Served it perfectly. Sets up the rebar. What's he going to do on this? Oh, eats it. Oh, this is a That's replay. a solid six, I'd say. What do you call that? Hard to say. Or first round, first heat in the morning, they're going to keep it low. Yeah, I bet 
That's got to be a 6.2 or something like that. It wasn't a super long barrel. Patterson. Oh! Patterson. Oof! Over the falls. Um, okay, Scott. Must see moment. And two if by see. Oh, yeah! Now streaming. Yeah, and two if by see. Hobgood Doc. I love it. Yeah. Where are they going to... Have you seen it? No, but I can't I'll wait send you to a link. see it. It's so obviously we've been talking about this for six years. They're gonna show it somewhere. That's why I'm 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 having this moment where I'm trying to remember where the, they're gonna show it somewhere in San Diego. But anyway, go ahead. Well, it's must see moment. Yeah. I mean, this is the must see moment. This is no, it's a great movie. This is a reinvestment in documentary filmmaking in the surf world to a like kind of we saw obviously momentum generation earlier this year there was a layered film which i didn't see yet the andy thing there's kind of this revitalization in actual storytelling long form interview subjects biopics and um i'm all in and the hobgoods it's just compelling viewing we've talked about it at length over the years but always wondering when this is going to come out it's out it's available for streaming. You can get it on. Uh, it's available for rent or purchase, I believe. Um, Amazon Prime, Apple Podcasts, or I'm sorry, Apple iTunes, Apple TV, and then iTunes, of course, um, all the main streaming services. So we'll post a link to it on spitpodcast.com. But for all the listeners who have been hearing us, and by the way, I told you about it because I interviewed the film director a while back. Um, it's a deep dive, dude, into some raw territory. Oh, for sure. Like, this is not a spoiler because we've talked about it in the past, but uh, CJ revealing an affair to his wife and they interview his wife, his ex-wife. Like she's very open and candid about it of just like having to deal with something like that. And you're knowing like, okay, well there's all this vice on the road and he's leaving on the road again, you know, and CJ opening up really candidly about it. And um, it goes there. It's raw. So, and to if by C we'll post the link to it. Everybody should check that out. Great holiday gift wrapping viewing okay. what, do you wrap gifts you know what if you've got a surfer that you need a gift for you should go to neatessentials.com and buy him a new wetsuit or the puffy jacket one of the puffy jackets the light one or the heavy one um i'm all about i mean obviously that's the wetsuits that i wear and it's a no-brainer for the price but i'm all about the lightweight jacket that yeah. is my go-to jacket for two or three years now yeah. I've and I've only had one the entire time and I still use it three years on. It's still in good condition. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy with it. So yeah, neat essentials. By the way, a couple of people have DM me or asked me about promo codes for neat essentials. There's no promo code. Oh, okay. So they don't they don't need to tie it back to us. But if there is a note to leave a uh, thank you, go ahead and mention us. Sure. Colby appreciates that. Hi, Don. Um, How are you? So at anyways, Patterson Crisanto just got a decent one. Oh, that right? Yeah, backdoor yeah. wave. Did he, he didn't sneak. Oh, he did sneak out. Yeah, that was ugly. It wasn't that decent after all. That's half as good as Idolo's wave. Yeah, I mean it was well served. Idolo's was a five-one. Yeah, so that's going to be a three, I'd say. He's psyched though. Well, we're in for a solid. Look at Yago. We're in for a solid day of competition here with the Pipe Masters. And when everyone listens to this, we apologize. We know it's going to be uh, old history, old hat. But thanks for putting up with us. Uh, thanks to the Surfing Heritage and Culture Center. Yes. Thanks to you, Scott. Merriest of Christmases to you. Merry Christmas, David Lee Scales. I'll see you shortly thereafter. Yes. You want to get together the following week, right yes. before New Year's? Yes. You'll be in town? I will be. Okay. Let's yeah. do that. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. 
keep listening and tell a friend about the Spit Podcast and the entire Surf Splendor Network for that matter. There's plenty Thanks, of great Scott. content out Thanks, there. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. And the Boardroom Show. Right. Boardroom Show. All right. Okay. Until next time, adios and aloha. Please hand it over We'll beat you up So don't make it so